Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Live, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cody Schultz. We've got some great news to share with you about one of our favorite shows, and that's Virgin River Season 4. So star Alexandra Breckenridge confirmed that she wrapped filming um, on Season 4 at, the I think it was the last day of November, and it sounds like the rest of the cast and crew have either wrapped or they're going to wrap soon. We saw Martin Henderson share an update before Thanksgiving, and it looks like he was doing some ADR work. Um, for the new season, so it looks like the things are moving quite fast. Any changes for you here, Cody, about the season four uh, release date for Virgin River? Yeah, I'm really starting to wonder that because we've always kind of estimated, I feel like six months has been like a good window that we've looked at. Um, and the fact that they're already wrapping and we're like, you know, December's just now starting. It makes me wonder, like, could we see season four drop sometime before July we know next year is going to be a huge year for Netflix. Like, there's so many originals coming. Bridgerton, Sweet Magnolia, Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, so many. And it's like, they're going to have to be really strategic with how they space these out. And so it's like, this one doesn't seem like one that, of course, doesn't need a lot of effects. Mm-hmm. And that, and the fact that they're already doing some like the ADR work and stuff, I can't help but wonder if we could get this early. Yeah, because the kicker is they've already renewed it for season five, so... TBD on when they're going to start filming that. I haven't seen any updates, but, you know, theoretically they could, you know, they, they've, I guess traditionally they filmed the show August to November, pretty much every year. Like in theory, they could start season five early next year and then have, you know, do the Cobra Kai thing where we're releasing two seasons in one year. That really hasn't happened for a show like this. And I, I don't know if it would be the smartest thing to do, but, uh, it's possible. And so I guess November, four months later, we're looking at like April, May as possible for Virgin River season four. Again, I don't know how likely this is. It's really hard to like know what Netflix is thinking. Cause like there's very easily, they could hold this for, you know, the full year up until next fall based on, you know, what's coming, how big this show is and you know, how well it did in the summer next year. So, or last year. So, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air for me. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be really curious to see like how they pace things out. Um, Because I feel like Netflix does do a good job with like balancing out like their shows, like giving us different genres each month. So where maybe we have a ton of big shows, but their, you know, audiences Mm -hmm. may vary a little bit. Like maybe you have a sci-fi fantasy show and then you've got a romance show, a comedy. So they really do a good job of sprinkling in different things. So I'll be really curious just to see what they have planned for some of these shows. I yeah I agree I I I really hope we see it early because I I like the show and I we ended on a major major cliffhanger we need to find out what happens um but it's good that production's wrapping that's it's good that they were on schedule they started in August finished in November 
that's as much time as we would expect for a show like this. If it went longer, we'd be maybe a little bit worried. So um, that's all good there. But we're here today to talk about the fan-sided fandoms of the year. Um, the list has finally arrived, and there are a lot of great Netflix fandoms on the list. So, Cody, do you want to fill everyone in on what fan-sided fandoms of the year is, and then we'll talk about the shows and the, I guess, the fandoms, not really the shows, that were honored this year? Yeah, so for those unfamiliar with the fan-sided fandoms of the year, it's basically a celebration of fan culture, bringing together the fan-sided community of readers and writers just to celebrate the movies, shows, actors, sports team, basically any kind of fandom that made us stand up and want to cheer in 2021. Um, it's a curated list and, you know, it's basically just all about what inspired, thrilled us, entertained us that year. And this year it features a list of 100 fandoms described in uh, in depth by the people who love them. And so it's an exciting year for a fan-sided, uh, entertainment team in particular, because there's 52 entertainment fandoms on the list, um, which is just incredible (laughs) as a Netflix life podcast. How can you not be excited about so many Netflix and entertainment fandoms being, you know, spotlighted this year? And there's a lot of our favorites, which I can't wait to talk about a little bit more, beginning with Lucifer, which was named the most popular or the most loyal fandom on the list, which it's such a fitting honor, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't think of a more loyal fandom than Lucifer fans. Yeah, so I think that uh, this one, I don't know. I think Lucifer has been on the list in the past, but um, just this year we saw, you know, the final episodes of season five and then the final season which premiered in August. And I guess this whole time was just basically, um, you know, watching these fans support the show. And I guess it's not surprising to me, but like even after the show's over, like I saw Lucifer Netflix trending like two days ago on on Twitter. And like just to see the love for the show continue, we all like we knew it wouldn't go away, but just that passion is still there. Um you know, I wish that they, it could keep going in some respect, like that they could come back and do a special. Maybe in a decade, Netflix will make the Lucifer documentary or we'll do a reunion <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. That would be fun, though. And I, I like of there's so many fandoms that like are loyal, you know, but there's only a few that have like really like, I don't know, like put their money where their mouth is really. And like showed up every time that new Lucifer episodes have dropped. We always see boom. It's number one on Netflix every single time. And I feel like that that's like it, when they got it saved, you know, there was always the question, could this be, you know, how long is it going to go for? Is this really a good move for Netflix? And like, I think that the fans proved that this was a great decision for Netflix to save the show. Yeah. For me, I think it all comes down to like, just look at its run. Like it was canceled by Fox after three seasons I think it only took like a month for the fans to kind of rally and show that there was something in it. Netflix stepped in to save it. And then ever since season four dropped, which was, of course, the uh, first Netflix original season, it's constantly ranked as like one of the most watched and talked about Netflix series. And it's the fans who are the whole reason why we even got season six. Like there was that passion, like when they said season five was going to be it, they were, you know, so vocal and just wanting more. And Netflix listened, which is something I think I really you know respect about Netflix is they do they have had some controversial cancellations in the past, but they do also listen to the fans. And, you know, when they can make it work, they do. And I feel like Lucifer is definitely one of those ones. And I don't think this fandom like we won't have new episodes, but it's one of those fandoms that I think will just stick around. Um, It's such a passionate and like loyal community. And like I can just see them continuing to support like all the actors and the crew and all that as they go on to these new projects, which I think is just fitting. And, you know, I can't think of a better fandom to be named most loyal. For sure. I hope that like when, 
you know, the comic cons or the conventions get running again, that they'll be able to do something where we, they bring all of the Lucifer, uh, peeps back together and just, uh, uh, just to celebrate them. Cause like when in, you know, 2020, 2021, really rough years for stuff like that to happen. And so it's kind of a bummer that like the show had to end now when all of this was going on and there, there wasn't that time that Netflix could get them all on the same stage to, um, be celebrated by, or I guess to celebrate with the fans too. So, um, hopefully that can happen. We've got, we've got more to talk about though. We've got, uh, uh, Reggae John Page, um, was the only Netflix star on the list. Obviously he starred in Bridgerton. Um, that's pretty notable though, right? Yeah, I feel like if there's one Netflix star, this one's kind of like, it's interesting because Bridgerton, of course, debuted Christmas Day 2020. Right. But I feel like it got, like, the momentum only built after the new year started. Mm -hmm. Like, people started discovering it. Again, kind of that word of the mouth thing. And I feel like when you look at the show, like, there's no denying he's, of course, the break, one of, you know, probably the breakout. I think it's safe to say that. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible cast, but everyone was talking about his character and his performance. And he, it was one of those roles that just, like, I think, is going to be a career definer for him. Like even he's got, of course, so much ahead of him still, like his career is just beginning, but this is going to be one of those roles that just fans will always liken to when they think about him. And it's a good role. Like he knocked it out of the park. So I just love that he's getting spotlighted and him as the actor too, not just the character. I think it's a fun spotlight. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's a really good chance that we see him on this list in the future when he becomes, you know, the next Captain America. Just kidding. That's not happening. But something like that. Is he going to be uh, James Bond? Maybe. He's going to be in The Gray Man, I think, which is a Netflix movie that's currently, I think it's sitting at like, the, it'll be the highest budget Netflix movie ever when it comes out. I think that's maybe set for next year. But uh, yeah, big news for him. Will he be in season two? We'll find out in 2022, right? <laughs> Let's see. Should we just read the list of all the Netflix shows then? That were on the fandom or uh, fan sided fandoms of the year. Yeah, so we already talked about, of course, Lucifer, um, but there were a lot of great Netflix shows which were spotlighted and shown some love this year. So we've got Outer Banks, which I think we're both very happy to see on the list. Uh, Shadow and Bone, Atypical, Castlevania, Drive to Survive, The Fear Street Trilogy, Lupin, Manifest, Midnight Mass, and Squid Game were all the Netflix originals. And we also had a lot of Netflix, you know, series that fans just love, like All American, American Horror Story. Supergirl, cult documentaries, Trash TV, and even Barchi, who we're going to talk a little bit about in a short while here. It's just such a good list. Like, I feel like these fandoms were deserved. Like, they deserve to be celebrated. These were the fandoms that got us through this year. Um, everyone was talking about these shows and movies, and it's just always nice to see, like, Netflix getting some well on your love. Agreed. I think, um, just to highlight a few of them, obviously, the Outer Banks fans are people, the Pogues. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, Definitely one of the top Netflix fandoms for sure. It's hard to say. Um, it's hard to it's hard to like rank the fandoms just because it's like the passion, but the passion's definitely there for Outer Banks. Um, Shadow and Bone too. Really funny stuff. The memes when the show dropped for you know Ben Barnes like that got that got us through the spring. Um, and then I think Squid Game. We all became kind of fans of Squid Game when it, you know, with as popular as it is. I feel like they kind of just like, if you were watching and paying attention, you kind of just got absorbed into that fandom, and we can't wait to see what's next. And then obviously Manifest. We've talked about Manifest a lot on the pod. I feel like that this um, is kind of just like the beginning for the fandom. Obviously, there's like the day ones out there who've been watching since the shows on NBC, but now. 
Um, not that Net NBC doesn't reach, you know, a hundred million people every episode, if, but it's just different the way that Netflix can reach hundreds of millions of people around the world. And so I'm really excited to see what's next for Manifest. Any that you want to highlight or did I, did I hit them all? <laughs> yeah, I think Manifest was the one that stood out right away of, well, <laughs> aside from Outer Banks, like that always is going to be one. Um, we're still waiting for season three like Netflix, get on that. We need, we need our season three. That's what the fandom <laughs> needs is like the next celebration. Um, but yeah, I feel like Manifest, like that one in particular just was, I feel like a Cinderella story kind of thing this year, which just talk about a roller coaster ride for the fans. I feel like this is one that's been riding the bubble, um, probably since season one, just because it's harder on broadcast, of course, with like the ratings and that to get past and get the renewals each year and just, how hard the fans fought for this one mm-hmm. um, because it was kind of like there was the spike where everyone was talking about it. We thought it was going to get saved and those talks seemed to cool down and it was like, okay, it's, it's done. Then the fans just like kept pushing ahead and it paid off. You know, everyone came back to the table and then suddenly, you know, Netflix swept in to save the day. And I feel like you said, like, it's only going to get bigger once we get that first original season or batch of episodes on Netflix. Yeah, I I agree. The other ones I was thinking about, um, Midnight Mass is interesting because it's like the fandom is really like Mike Flanagan, who's the the creator of the show and had did The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. And it's like those fans like have become like, I don't know, he's got other Netflix projects in the works, but I feel like we're going to see those like we're all going to be part of like the fandom's just going to move to like the next thing that he does kind of. Um and then Fear Street, I feel like that this tapped into the whole, like, R.L. Stein. Um, like, I read, I don't know, I read a few of the Fear Street books when I was a kid, but obviously, like, Goosebumps was, like, the thing to read when I was in school. And so, like, uh, that, like, brought a lot of people back. And then, obviously, like, we have a bunch of, like, new fans. If you can find the books, though, um, good luck. They're they're not They're not available in a lot of places, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a really, really, really solid year for Netflix. And I just can't wait for this list at the end of 2022. Uh, assuming we're still doing the pod and talking about it, I've got no plans to leave, but I'm just saying, I think we're going to be talking about a whole lot of different shows. Uh, like we got, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk about them later, but obviously Stranger Things not on this list because we haven't seen a new season. Um, yeah, we do have one. Um, one more thing to talk about, and that is Barchi, which was the only ship on the list. And do you know in the past, did, did Bughead, did Bughead ever get a spot on the fandom list? So Barchi is actually the first ship to ever make it on the fan sided list. Oh. It started originally, for those who aren't familiar, it started as the fan sided 250, <laughs> and it, it changed, it evolved over the years, and now it's a list of the top 100 fandoms. But across the last five years that it's been around, there's never been like a ship recognized as one of the top fandoms. And so it's so exciting just to see that Barchi was this one that kind of broke the ground. I know Bughead fans are going to be like, it's going to create a divide. But the fact that Riverdale, you know, broke in and became like the first ship, like it makes sense to like when it comes to shipping, there aren't more passionate shippers around than Riverdale. Um, Whether you're a Barchi fan, a Bughead fan, you're... You're like these are invested fans, they're passionate fans, and they're vocal fans, and that's mm-hmm. what fandom is. It's just like celebrating the you know whatever it is that you love, and in this instance, it's Barchi for the you know those shippers. Did fan sided so fan sided has chosen the side in the the war to end all wars in Riverdale. 
That's so that that's crazy. I did not know that it was the first ship ever to make the list. I thought that we were talking just on this list. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely notable. Like the Barchies have had their day. I feel like like this whole year has been about at least for me, because I'm following all of these like, these people on Twitter. But uh, yeah, I feel bad for Bughead because I feel like that those those fans you know, we're, they've been there since the beginning, basically, of Riverdale. I'm not saying that the Barchi fans haven't, but, like, with what's happening in the show, um, getting honored on this list, obviously, like, it's looking up for, for Barchi, and sorry, sorry, Bughead. Is this the end, though? Do you think that, like, are, is Bughead done? Are we, is it over? What's your, what's your take moving forward? We've, I know we've talked about this in the past, like, is Barchi endgame? And yeah. I have, I have a feeling like the way this season's gone so far, although, of course, it's off to an interesting start because it's the self contained story and all that. And it's been a crazy ride. But all things considered, I just feel like that's the direction they're going in. And I just worry that, like, pun intended, that the bughead ship has sailed. And so it'll be interesting to see. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a good, um, I don't know. That's probably a good way to end the episode, but I know we're looking at uh, Riverdale season six is back. I think next next year after this five episode arc, and then I saw Lily Lily Reinhardt was talking about season seven and possibly that being the final season. I don't know if she mentioned that or if that's just what the discourse around that um, is right now. So obviously, there's not very much time left, is what I'm saying for Bughead to get back together. But uh, I guess any last thoughts before we before we check out. Yeah, I guess, I mean, what better way to end, like, the fandoms of the year than just thanking the fans of the podcast and just everyone who's listened and joined along in the conversations. It's such a pleasure to host this with you, and I just have so much fun talking about Netflix, and so we wouldn't be able to do that without fellow, you know, fans and listeners, so, and those who are fans of the fandoms we just talked about. Agreed. I think let's, next year, let's get this podcast and our fans big enough to get us on one of the hundred. I think we can do it. All right, that's all the time we have. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.